0: Hello and welcome to the First Issue Club podcast, where you're a weekly...
1: Yes, thank you. Finally, somebody else messed up the intro. I get tired of this. We can leave this
0: in because, in all fairness, I shit on you so much. Every single (laughs) week. Oh, here
1: it is. Every week I get the criticism. (laughs) Airing of the grievances. It's three lines,
0: and I can't get it right. I'll admit it. But I think people like it that way. It's written on the inside of my glasses. I don't know how I messed it up. (laughs) Well, if you're wondering, we're your weekly comic book reading club that covers almost exclusively first-issue comic books, whether you're a veteran nerd or some fucking creep sitting in a parking lot across the street from a comic shop spying in, wondering what goes on in there. You couldn't afford binoculars, so you've got two monoculars. (laughs) You're holding them up to your face and you're watching the guy at the counter and all these colorful books being purchased. Those are called comic books and this podcast is supposed to be for you and the veteran nerds inside the comic shop alike. The Comic Curious. That's right. Comic Curious. We're here for you. We've got a plethora of books today. This episode is a little different.
1: We're doing a lot. There was so many number ones. I
0: didn't know that March was like number one month for a comic. I think I spent $45 on first issues today alone. Alone first issue. Wow. Yeah. That's yep. a lot. And I didn't I'm not saying like I didn't buy like cool variants or anything either. That's just like cover price. So this week had Berserker yep. from
1: from Boom which Keanu Reeves partially wrote. So I think <laughs> that's the that's the lead. If we don't say that first, we bury the lead. Mm-hmm. We got Demon Days from Peach Momoko, her debut writing. Two super hyped books. Then Scott Snyder, one of the most veteran writers, had an image book. Uh, that one's called Nocturna? Yep. Okay. That's right. And then I think that's it for what we're going to cover here.
0: Before we get into those books, a while back, Marvel got wrapped up into the Fortnite universe. Donny Cates wrote like a crossover mm-hmm. yeah. within the pages of It was
2: called the Nexus War. And then within the Fortnite game, you could get Marvel-exclusive skins for your character. Yeah. And now they've moved on to another comic book uh, franchise, this time in DC. Your favorite Gotham nocturnal friend Batman is dipping his toe into the fortnite Averse, And they are doing an exclusive six part comic book.
0: Oh my god, that's a lot.
2: Within the fortnite averse Batman loses his memory and is dropped inside the Fortnite island and has to figure out why he's there. But what also in these books, you get an exclusive code you can enter into the Fortnite game to get DC skins for your character. Now, the reason I wanted to bring this up...
0: <laughs> that's kind of actually more fun than what Marvel did. Marvel just did a handful of covers and, like, one mini-story. Right. Making there be, like, an incentive to go to a comic shop and buy a book, that's rad. DC did <laughs> do it better. But how quick are those codes up on Reddit and people are just like, ah, fuck it, I'm not going to buy the comic book. They're not individual? I don't know. You know how Marvel does the sticker and yeah. the digital copy? Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll be like that.
1: I think that they have their own, like, serial code. Well, so then that's it, way smarter than I would it, have done it. it that's gets why like, I'm very, not an exec at DC. It gets, well, I only know this from Magic the Gathering, that you can, that the- <laughs> The card gets verified, and then you can't get it again. Yeah. Uh, w- we'll come back to how to digitally verify things l- uh, later. Jesus, Jesus <laughs> Christ. God, should we just get into that now? <laughs> Do it. Um. Okay. This is uh going to be a little bit of a windup. We had covered this thing called NFTs uh before. In a previous episode. Yeah. And, and, and it was so innocuous and dumb that we edited it out because we, we were like, it's not
0: newsworthy. It was a whole 10-minute conversation. And after we explained it, I was like, I still don't understand yeah. it. I shouldn't be explaining it to people. This is bullshit <laughs> at some point.
1: And so now last month, there was 210 in one month, $210 million traded for NFTs, non-fungible
0: tokens. Yeah. Okay. Fungible is a word that means can't be broken up into smaller units. Uh, it. I, yes. Let's just leave it at that. Okay. It's, it, it's, it's, <laughs> Sorry. Duh. You're the expert. I'll well, leave it, it to you.
1: I, I believe that it means it can't be traded for the same thing. So fungible means one Bitcoin for Ooh. another Bitcoin. That's fungible. Yeah. If If it's non-fungible, my one Bitcoin is unique and can't be traded for a different other Bitcoin. Got it. So an NFT. When you have that theory, if that made sense to you, you're a, a genius. You're already doing it. <laughs> <Yeah. that. Yeah. laughs> if it didn't, join join this club, the first issue club. I'm going to try to explain this like you were five, or like you're a comic book collector. Okay. Same um, thing. Imagine that you <laughs> bought a first issue and you found it valuable, even though there's millions of other copies. There will be second printings and all of that kind of stuff, right? What if that existed for the digital world? And they said, I made this thing, I signed it, you now own that signed copy of it, and I verify it through Bitcoin. It has a serial number that's like given these zeros and ones behind it, and it actually has some type of backing, financial backing behind it, right? Yep. People are selling mostly digital artwork, digital assets, yep. we just throw some things out at you. Uh, Grimes, the artist that we talk about a lot here actually, sold a one-minute video for $20,000. NBA is releasing clips through a website called like Top Shot or something like that are selling for like $35,000. Insane. Gucci makes little digital ghost animals that routinely <laughs> sell for like nine and $5,000. <laughs> and again, we are talking about pixels. Pixels, okay? Yeah, there's nothing tangible to hold. Correct. Yep. An Adam Kubert piece of of Spider-Man sold for $25,000, 12.75 Ethereum coin. (laughs) Oof, my
0: goof. It is a digital picture. This already doesn't make sense to me. I know. The fact that like you could just send me your JPEG and now I'm the owner of a digital picture. Right.
1: The, the only thing that has begun to make sense. So, by the way, when yep. other people talk about this that know about bitcoins, they're just like, oh, yeah, NFTs, blah, blah, blah. They're so cool. Yeah. Did you know sneakers have NFTs? Like I, that's a lot of things that I say. sometimes. Yep. Right. For the average Joe, it's, it's just never going to make sense. You kind of yep. just have to accept it as like a thing. Mm-hmm. I think that there could be. I just want to propose this to you we are collectors of things. people find it absurd that we have boxes of paper in mm-hmm. our house yep is it less absurd to say all oh, my boxes are actually stored on a hard drive and they're just as valuable and I can look at them and they're interesting right yes. you, you know like they' at least it's it, it's appealing to the collectible culture in in some way right here's how I'm, 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 I like metaphors as well Yep. imagine that you know 10 years ago, You saw somebody in a car driving Civic, and they were all gothed out, and they had a choker necklace, and they were listening to, like, really loud EDM. You would be like, what a freak. No, 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 no. I'd be looking in a mirror, baby. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Then comes along Billie Eilish, and you're like, everybody dresses like that. Yeah. Boy, was I wrong. I bet on the wrong horse. Yeah. I just want to say... By not investing in NFTs right now, we may be betting on the wrong horse. We can't it sounds like we can't even afford these things. You okay, you <laughs> I I tried to do this to make At the... some
0: point you think they'll be more accessible if they are successful? So uh,
1: <laughs> you tried to buy one. I tried to buy one to make you guys laugh, and I'm so dumb that I couldn't like <laughs> couldn't connect my Coinbase. Anyway, bunch broke. <laughs> I I did I find my house. Bought it one <laughs> one picture of Spider Man. I think it was uh, called Fish Girl uh, on uh, <laughs> this website, and I was gonna buy it for for like uh, 20, 25 bucks. God, do we need to take your phone away from you? <laughs> oh no! Heather saw the initial transfer for me to try to buy it and was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yeah. I'm suppression smack the phone out of your hand. So uh I would say like we maybe sound old or stupid uh, to some and then we sound like I guess the rest of our fans who might be like, Okay, yeah, I don't know the NFTs are gonna be a thing. I do think it's a viable way to save collectibles. I think it will save collectible trading cards. I really do. Sure. Um I don't know if comic books will also do that, but I think, you know, you have to at least think that if we're seeing the trading card spec go up and yep. we're seeing all this kind of stuff this has to be in the milieu of discussion
2: Here, uh, I have some questions
1: <laughs> one let's say I buy one of these things
2: and then my computer crashes and it's gone forever
1: no it's not on your computer you're good where is it oh yeah I didn't know this yeah so it is it is backed by like a cloud cloud storage of, of Bitcoin so if, if Bitcoin were to go away which they claim could never happen because the security is so good, then, I'm not, then you. It, it is literally linked to an Ethereum coin, to my understanding.
2: I'm not one of those guys that does drugs <laughs> and then sits around and goes, you know what, man? Money's just made up. doesn't even exist.
1: Well, somebody else did, and they're making a fuck ton of money. This yeah, sounds like
2: complete bullshit, but the salesman was so good at selling bullshit that he convinced a whole lot of people but you, to buy his bullshit.
1: I agree with you, but and this is the, this is how you. But become, you want in on it. You this, want to make money. This is how you become a conspiracy theorist. This what I'm about to say is how you become a flat earther. How is that different than the stock market? It's not, right? Like the stock market is made up. Like it's it's just people saying, "Oh yes, that's valuable." Oh no, it's not valuable. But right? we saw this with GameStop st- stock and AMC stock inflated by nonsense by, buy, by buying power. I guess it it is truly linked to supply and demand. We have drifted into non-comic book territory, so I, I I wanted to cover this to just to be like this could save collectible culture if
0: that's ever going down the tube. Felix comic art, yes, okay, is, is what spurred this conversation because they're going to begin selling NFTs on their site, or that's the plan to. And they've got a very large collection of comic book artists. My assumption is is that you're gonna have some powerhouse artists creating and selling. NFTs be it of scans of their original art or let me just original you, digital let art. Let me just tell
1: you this. In in and I 100% believe this statement. One week we, or two weeks, we should not buy comics. We should calculate what that expenditure would be Good. and we should buy one NFT and just let it sit for 10 years between all of us and see what happens. Yes. And I'm not saying we'll be able to retire on that. I bet that NFT will be
0: worth more than it was that week than it is. You think it was going to be like domain names. It, it is exactly like domain names. 100% like You've domain. You bought the singular configuration of pixels. Yes. Now no one else can own that. You just have to make sure it's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Except in the the crazy thing is Nobody else can own it, yep.
1: but they can certainly replicate it and put it on That's out what of... I'm fucking saying. <laughs> yeah. You
2: fucking copy and paste that shit.
1: I know. Man. It is nonsense. That is the part that really throws me for a loop. Now, out. I will put money into this because I don't want to be left out. But <laughs> I... FOMO is going to drive this. Influencers and in FOMO. Yeah. Jake Paul,
2: fucking put it on your YouTube channel. Let's okay, get did, it going. Did you...
1: I have to tell you guys this. Okay. He made a Pokemon card of himself and sold it as an NFT uh-huh. For like 20 grand. <laughs> A digital Pokemon card of himself. <laughs> what the
2: fuck are we doing wrong? <laughs> Can you like believe that we live in this world? Uh, we, we are fucking in the matrix. We it's, it's, it's start, ridiculous.
0: Should we start selling them? Yes. Should, Here's what we should do. We okay. should make really avant-garde dude, no, digital art. Dude, our fucking podcast should be NFTs. Oh, audio NFTs. Yeah, you could just own the podcast. <laughs> this Each episode? Each episode is an NFT. <laughs> idiots talking about nfts you can buy as an nft people will buy that if we don't do it somebody else is gonna do it you're right Talking NFTs with FIC.
1: There's nothing I like more than people who semi-understand a thing
0: talking about it for 20 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I've done almost 200 episodes of this show. (laughs) Well, you'll see how much makes it on the other side of this edit. I'll leave in the 20 minutes part, but you can gauge for yourself how much we actually cut out. But let's get on to our first book we're going to be talking about berserker we want to mention first that it was announced that it was optioned
2: to the surprise of no one yeah it
0: seems like if yeah. keanu reeves wrote a comic book
2: of, uh, of a character who suspiciously
1: looks like keanu reeves and who actually acts like he does in
0: all of his movies <laughs> it's a very what's it's a very john wick yes style character for sure right this, this book i'll mention came out on boom yes yes it was originally to some controversy. Ooh, let's get into the fucking controversy. Honestly, yeah, we right could now. talk
1: about this book and not even talk about the storyline. There's so much to talk about this book in and of
0: itself. There is, yeah, yeah. there really is. So it was it was kickstarted. Uh, yeah, it was, it was kickstarted. We
1: all kick. I think we all backed it. Right? I didn't. Okay, I did. I did.
0: We got I, bamboozled. It was I mean, for a graphic novel. You ass, your assumption is that you can only get it through this Kickstarter, and without your Kickstarter funds, this will yes. not be made. So yes, That's not the case. I
1: love Keanu Reeves, and I love Matt Kent. Yeah, two and, things
0: we wanted to
2: back.
1: Yes, I will. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I thought they were floppies when I was backing it. Yeah, I
2: I didn't know that they weren't floppies. I knew that they were a graphic novel. I thought it wasn't going to be sold like elsewhere. Elsewhere. I thought this was like a direct to customer situation also we should mention this was the start of covid yes this This was was the first one to like jump on and be
1: like hey we've moved to kickstarter which was brilliant and very confusing and and boom did it which is a little bit suspect because it's like boom isn't going under why are they kickstarting something normally i mean there Mm -hmm. is this i know this isn't the way kickstarter is always used but it's normally like we don't have enough money to do this thing so you would allow us to do this yes now it's become Kickstarter is just a way to do pre-orders. That's all it fucking is. Yeah. And so, so one, we ordered a graphic novel that seemingly you could you could buy. At we, a we, store. Yeah, you can buy. You, yeah, not not seemingly. You can go buy this. Okay, you you can just buy it. And and we're not even gonna get all we get right now is spam emails promoting that when the comic book came out today. I got explained to me in my fucking inbox what a one of twenty five and a one of fifty ratio variant is, and then I might spend more money on that at comic book store. That's what I that's what I backed. You paid $30 <laughs> for that privilege. Uh but to
2: be fair, I wanted to hate the book. I kind of liked it. I'm not in that boat. <laughs> oh no. I thought it was very Frank Miller-esque looking bat shit crazy uh Keanu Reeves movie in comic book it form. It was
0: an easy
2: read. Yes, I'll give it It was that. an easy read. It was yeah. it was super violent
0: which I liked. It was Hella violent. The it was crazy. Action violent. sequences were great. Yes. I think it helped to have seen John Wick before you read this comic mm-hmm. because you can very much so in your mind's eye, like literally picture Keanu Reeves doing these things. Which he probably wanted you to. Right. <laughs> yeah.
2: But we always talk about this. There was a John Wick comic book that came out two years ago that we read and covered.
1: That oh, was, really didn't like. It. That was dog shit. Oh, it was awful.
2: This is the John Wick comic we should have gotten.
0: Yes. Right. <laughs> in fact,
1: I I think like Keanu Reeves wrote this book and was like, or had this idea in his head and was just like, this is what I think that comic book should have been. Sure. My thing with this book is it just it felt like a broed out movie. Like Bloodshot or or Keanu Reeves, it was. which which yeah. I don't mind like vegging and watching. I just don't often. You don't want your literature to be a bro movie. <laughs> Not necessarily. This is, it's like a weird like unless it's like tongue in cheek, which I thought we were gonna get with Matt Kent was like zany, time travel, metafiction, all this kind of stuff. Matt Kent's obviously one of our favorite writers. Yeah. I don't think he wrote a bad book, but yeah. I think like it's like it, here's it, yeah here's what I think. What happened? He didn't I need think, Keanu Reeves. I think writing
2: Keanu came to Boom Studios yep. and
1: was just like, here's the thing I got. You think Keanu Reeves knows about Boom Studios?
2: Yes, through the fucking John Wick comic book stuff. So Which he was on Dynamite. Dynamite, yeah. So either he knew Matt Kent or he knew someone in the higher-ups of Boom Studios. Okay. Anyway, he came to them, and then they went to Matt and were just like, can you structure whatever the fuck is on this napkin into any kind of sensible story and we'll just go with it? Or an exec for a movie that is going to be made came to boom studios and just like hey we kind of have this idea for a movie we want to see if it works in comic book form to get some but a hype on if
1: average Joe pitches this a mortal guy who who kills for the government and
0: needs to figure out his past we haven't even mentioned that part yet that's the synopsis (laughs) oh yeah he's immortal he's a caveman. people would just say hard pass no why I would say it's already been done in old guard yeah (laughs) in many other books I mean like It's it's very much like old guard but instead of a team there's one guy it's one guy yeah Yeah, and I think the thing
1: is that he's a berserker, so he's like he's epically violent. If that is how the movie is, is epically violent to an an absurd degree, then bravo. I think it will be. I I hope that's what it is. I think the
0: formula is make a John Wick movie with enough of a spin that Keanu Reeves can like own it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, okay, why why am I just getting paid to be in these movies? Yeah when I could make my own movie that's basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. Did you guys by any chance watch
1: the one-minute trailer for this that he voiced? No. I don't think I did. <laughs> Tell me about it. Hey,
0: I'm Keanu. It
1: Do you like w- reading books with my face in them? I mean, it was literally like something. somebody sent him script and he just like read it. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, he does just, that's kind of how he acts too. Mm-hmm. And it's like he was mailing this in. Like his script read for the comic book. Is, it's like <laughs> the first time he read it. Yeah, it does not seem like. Well, I don't know how you edit like it. As a person who I constantly send people scripts and get promos, I would have been like, "Give me another read on that. Yeah. Let's <laughs> try another, another
2: Keanu. This was good. Let's, let's oh, do yeah. it
0: another." You go to award shows. You gotta <laughs> do yeah. this. Did it sound like him day? just
2: like driving in his car, like holding his phone up, just like reading this thing, like but an unimmortal god came to. Oh shit! Hold on.
1: I mean, the thing that sucks about that doesn't suck about this whole situation is he's such a nice guy, like yep. like like famously newsworthy. Nice. Mm-hmm. And Matt Kin is one of the best, if not the best writer in comic book. <laughs> so it's like they picked a great duo and I, I don't hate it. It's just like the weird economics behind it is kind of bullshit. You know, what's funny is cyberpunk did the same fucking thing with Keanu. If he's up for grabs and we can use his likeness yeah. to sell our video game, they did it, yeah. and they did it successfully. That's the whole reason I bought God, I've been hoodwinked by John Wick twice now. <laughs> the whole re- in, in two different formats, yeah. God, if John Wick what, what else can he do? An NFT? God, if there's a John Wick NFT, I'm fucked. He needs to do an album, <laughs> and then you're going to buy that, and then
2: you
0: should be set, unless there's like a play, a John Wick play. I know this is a short series. I'm partly intrigued By his backstory, because they show him and like his birth, which we find out is 80,000 years ago. And he was biting his mama's tit, like to it was bleeding a little bit. He's that strong, he was that berserker day one. (laughs) That is that is a good poll, yeah. After he was born, um, I'm I would be intrigued to see like some of his like missions and stuff throughout time, Mm -hmm. but I think the idea is just going to be. He's tired of living all these 80,000 years and wants to die. Yeah. And he's working that out with a therapist who the government has hired to work him through these berserker missions and kind of unpackage all of his damage. Yeah. So, I mean, the reveal at the end where that sort of thing starts to take shape and you realize, even though it's just a tiny bit more than a murdering psychopath who can't die. It's at least a little bit more than just that. Sure. Yeah. It was It was also cool to see what John Wick would do if there were no consequences for holding a grenade up to another man's face, <laughs> which is something that happened in this. And then just, it goes if off. I'm pressing a grenade between my hand, palm and your head and just yeah. waiting. It the, was wild. The action scenes in this were so, so good. Can I tell you the...
1: Biggest crap, and maybe the reason why I like was lukewarm on this book. Yeah, when they're wiring him up to like be like, you know, he's he's a ghoul. We gotta like rehabilitate him uh-huh. in, in the, like the place or whatever. And he has like <laughs> he has tons of wires in him. A ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He has whitey tidies on. He, you gotta believe the motherfucker would be naked on that bed. With yeah,
2: all- we should have gotten Keanu Dong.
1: There should have been penis. Mm. There absolutely. There's no reason. And had it been a woman, we would have gotten titty. I, I do love you. Bring up that point because he is he is ghoulish after that <laughs>
2: grenade goes off, uh-huh. and he gets into the chopper with the other other army men, and he is just fried and crispy, just sitting there on the bench next to the other army dudes uh-huh. who are straight up fine, like nothing wrong with them. He just looks like warmed over death, just sitting there, just like, like a hamburger lady, patty, just hoping
0: to die. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that hamburger patty just like crack, crack open, open a natty light and just. Slam it. It does need a little little more Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) He just turns to him, just like, hey, thanks for the help,
0: guys. (laughs) Really appreciate it. All right. Uh, If no one has anything else on Berserker, I think we want to talk about Nocturne. Nocturna next? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Also
2: another Kickstarted book.
0: Exactly right. Can you speak on that? Because I know that your uh, <laughs> your bum's a little sore.
2: Yeah. Uh, s- still pissed off because um, <laughs> again, this happened in the pre-COVID days. Unbeknownst to me, Image put out the
1: Kickstarter of Nocturna. Because there's not Image on the book you own. It doesn't say the word Image, does no, it? No,
2: it doesn't. It does. So like, I think like. I don't know, a week into the Kickstarter. Images, images, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll do it. We'll take it for you. Which, if you see Scott Snyder on a, oh, Any on a comic
0: book. like Any publisher would take it. Yeah. And good on Scott Snyder, because now he gets to double dip. Yeah. Yeah, he gets that sweet Kickstarter money. Here's the thing that I appreciate about that. Your Kickstarter money is going to Scott Snyder. There you go. That's the difference between this and why people are pissed about Berserker. hmm Because, boom, kickstarted that book and Matt Kent didn't make a lick or only made a teensy percentage of this like a ton of money like tons of money nocturna yeah anyway nocturna (laughs) is a truck
2: driving book oh I love that set at night
0: I was very confused (laughs) by how they referred to time in this and I PM? yeah p.m. which is like short for the evening Unless I'm missing something? Yes. So I think in this reality, there has been a BC, an AD, and now a PM, (laughs) which is the era of night. Oh, yeah. Correct. Because they start counting in, like, you know, PM 1, PM 3, and now we're in PM 10? 13. 13. Okay, that's what it is. But uh, essentially, the world has been cast into eternal night. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reveal is that people who stay out of the light for too long Mm -hmm. turn into a monster.
1: Yes. I I thought that this comic start to finish was so fun. The fact that it's like a trucker story, some other publisher would have been like, oh, run with the trucker more. More trucker stuff. yeah. Yeah. But it's like truckers subtle. It's just a way
0: of the world. Truckers are like- The superheroes, sports stars, yeah, like there's a couple kids walking through the street who are like, oh, there she is. Think of ice road truckers, but way, way harder. But those are the only people who like leave the village are ice road truckers, (laughs) right? (laughs) As it should be. They would be cool. Yeah, I
1: hope that this goes on for a little bit because it's a, it's everything I want. It would be a great ongoing.
2: Scott Snyder's just off of death metal from DC, and you can kind of tell a little bit from the character designs from some of these truckers that um uh, he wasn't done with his uh, zany interpretations of uh, mad max-esque people
0: character yeah. design of the guy who is just silhouetted black and the explanation that they give for why he looks like that mm-hmm. is that he's had like microfiber carbon grafted to his skin and it's so hot that he can burn people when he touches them yes but he like can tolerate it cuz yeah he can tolerate it cuz it's now like bonded in a part of him so I, he is, I, he's like an absence of color. You look at him and he's just a smile. Yeah. And it's so I, wild looking.
2: I guess he did that because that means he's always covered in the light. I, I don't understand the reasoning behind him covering himself in that material.
0: Neither do I. Uh, to be a badass? Is he less detectable when he's out in the dark? Yeah, maybe he's not even seeable in the dark. But he's still, you still have to come into contact with light in order to mm-hmm. not turn into a monster. Did you guys know this? That, Tell b- me. that black's not a color, it's just the absence of light. I did know that. <laughs> Beautiful. That's why space is
1: black.
2: I did marijuana once, <laughs> and that was the only fact I learned. That was a
1: revelation I had. <laughs> Turns out everyone else has, too.
2: Uh, Demon Days came out by Peach Momoko. Yes. Writer, artist. What'd you guys think of it?
1: They could not have done this book better.
0: It was comic book perfection. I absolutely loved it. Completely and enamored. There was... a. Well, I'll say there's a ton of hype for every book that we've talked about today. Yeah. But this one, I think especially, because she's like the trendiest comic book artist of the moment Mm -hmm. and has been for a year, in my opinion, anyway. For her to have a book that's written and drawn by her and has a lot of, albeit interpretations of existing Marvel characters, there's certainly first appearances in the realm of that they exist within. Essentially, a universe she's created, like a sub-universe of Marvel Comics. The Momokoverse, <laughs> is that what they're calling it? No, I just made that up. They should be calling
1: it the Momokoverse. It's got a ring to it. The, one question I have though is like, when you go to Marvel here, do they make you do an exclusivity thing? Like, is, are we going to see no more Peach Momoko covers?
2: No, not true. Uh, I've seen like, uh, for example, Chip Zdarsky has done stuff um, for DC and Marvel at the same time.
1: Okay, but I I wonder if they maybe try to lock her up with like a bigger deal, like a Donny Cates deal or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I like, would. Bendis is like signed exclusivities before, yeah. for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do. If if, if Marvel's smart, that's, that's a star they want to hitch their ride yeah. to. Th- ah, this was such agree.
2: a niche, interesting way to tell a Marvel story that I think it would actually bring in a ton of new readers. This has like the Studio Ghibli kind of sensibility to it. It is just familiar enough with Marvel characters like Mike D brought up earlier but it's um it's just new fun interpretations
0: more than anything it's like a cutesy nod if you're already familiar with it totally. you don't you don't have to know any Marvel characters and you could have read this like it was any other folktale it certainly had that like Japanese folktale vibe mm-hmm. that was even though I obviously didn't grow up in Japan and hear folk tales I've I've certainly watched and read things that were interpretations of that or like usagi yojimbo is something that like gave me strong demon days vibes the thing i i love
1: about that though is like things that are based
0: on mythology
1: Mm -hmm. or folklore are normally not done in a way that make you be like if you want the lit appreciation go for it but if you don't, it's still a good fucking story. Yeah. I think that's what Studio Ghibli does so well. And I think it's like what this did so well. It also like for me, I'm kind of like such a fan of Peach where I'm like, what would they write? Like, yeah. wh- wh- what would they have in a comic book? Oh, they're really into uh, <laughs> like Japanese folklore and like kaiju oh, only. They're called Oni in this. It's awesome. Amazing.
0: I was so surprised by the ending. Yes. Oh, yeah. Get well, into that. This ended with someone basically closing the book on the story that we've just read. And we find that the person watching over this kid is this universe's version of the Black Widow. Yes. Suspiciously Black Widow. She's got like a beret in her hair that's the Black Widow symbol or logo. Mm-hmm. Throughout
1: this book, there's allusions to other characters. Like yep. this, the snake is obviously Venom. Mm-hmm. Yep. The wolf thing is called Logan yep, and can, can regenerate. Yep. Uh, so it's Wolverine. Red Hulk is the Oni. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
2: Danny Moonstar is the young woman with the bow and arrow. I did not catch that. Yeah. That was a little cheeky one that I loved so much.
0: Is is Psylocke the main? Psylocke is the main character who was named Psy, spelled S-A-I. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of like a cutesy interpretation. So I like, I love that. That it it's... was delightful. Yeah. That's the best single word I can use to describe it. Treat yourself to it. Yeah. The Art Germ cover was great. They didn't have it at my shop. Oh, I didn't see an Art Germ cover.
2: Yeah. There was Art Germ. There was a, a Mark Brooks one, which was incredible.
0: Was it? Yeah. Oh, my God. There
2: was. I think there was no less than 20 covers for this fucking book. There were book. a
0: lot. I don't want to spend too much because they probably printed a fuck ton of these. Mm-hmm. Again, rarity. <laughs> um, <laughs> but- I love the art drum cover. I'd love to get my hands on it if, if there's a cheap version. Did you guys
1: see that this isn't on our news thing, that the cameo appearance of the miracle cyberpunk Batman person came out this week?
0: Yeah, 106. 106,
1: yep. yeah. Did you get it?
0: Two copies. Nice. Did you get it? I did. I bought the A copy at my shop, and I'd already ordered a B cover through Midtown Comics. Mm-hmm. I loved the B cover so much. Was that the wraparound one? Yes. Yeah, That's I what that I meant one. by two copies. I got it's the A and the B. Gorgeous. Yeah.
2: Now there so if you want the wraparounds, uh DC's gonna be doing that for all of their returning ongoing series. So Superman will get one. Detective Comics is also going to get is that one. that what the deal is? So after, like, it's what they're doing after um, Future State. So the Infinite Frontier books, when they yep. come back, the, a lot of them are going to have that wraparound the cover. The
1: Infinite Frontier book today had an amazing wraparound cover as the, the alpha for the whole series. A, are you calling the A cover the alpha? Yes. Or, I, I was saying like, or just the book is an alpha? The book is an alpha, but the A cover yeah. is a wraparound. Yes. And it's and it's beautiful.
0: Beautiful colors. <laughs> oh yeah, like the the colors, the shades kinda, of pastel. Yeah, they they kind of pop. Uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong, are we going to get into that a little bit on the Patreon?
1: So we're going the... on the on the Patreon, we're going to do some the DC event books essentially.
0: Yeah, that's right. This is a huge huge week for DC. Yep. When when I was looking at this schedule release again, so many number ones, so much hype surrounding all of these and so many big creators. This Infinite Frontier 0 was kind of the book for me that like Trump the hype on everything Mm -hmm. since it was the book that kind of kicks up or sets the stage for the next era of DC. Correct. A lot of times these books fall flat on their faces. Mm -hmm. So I was interested to see where this one went. Marvel Legacy was the last one of these or the last closest book we had to something like this. Sure, yeah. And it was pretty underwhelming, I think. Marvel Legacy? Yes. Yes, I would agree.
2: 100%. I thought this was a brilliant introduction to... Hashtag, don't call it a reboot, DC universe going forward. Yes. Future State is wrapping up a pretty good success for DC, to be honest. They had a lot of fun uh, telling some stories set in the future, bringing in a ton, a ton of new creators. It's pretty exciting, to be honest. I, I haven't really been excited for DC books probably since rebirth.
0: I'm kind of in the same boat, so I'm excited to hear more about what you guys thought on the Patreon. That's it for this week's episode of First Issue Club. Bye-bye, babies. The music on First Issue Club is courtesy of the fine folks at Primary Color Music. For more content, find us on social media as at First Issue Club, visit us at firstissueclub.com, or listen to bonus episodes to support us at patreon.com slash firstissueclub.